when I look back at my life over the long term, I do see a sort of pattern that emerges and that repeats itself over and over again throughout the years and throughout the decades of my life. And it is what I refer to as having periods of indifference or a lack of enthusiasm for what my, for my life in general and for the things, you know, some, either some or all of the things that I'm doing in my life. And for a lot of my life, this was something that I struggled with a lot because I was so worried about what it meant. I was trying to answer a lot of questions that in my, in my case, or at least in my individual situation, I could not find answers to, but yet I allowed myself to become completely consumed with needing answers to questions about why this was happening. Why did I find myself, after being really excited about something, suddenly finding myself in a place where I just didn't really have the zest for life anymore? I really was not, uh, you know, I didn't have anything that really got me up and got me motivated or excited about life. And one of the most important lessons that I learned is, and this is where mindfulness really helped me, is to understand that as a human being, I can't speak for everyone, this is the only experience I can know is my own, and the, uh, the experiences that other people have shared with me, but at the end of the day, as a human being, all I all I really can do is deal with where I find myself emotionally. And sometimes that's with a lot of energy. Sometimes it's with some energy. And then sometimes it's with, you know, very little energy. And at least what I found for myself is that my, uh, the level of enthusiasm I have for my life or the excitement I have about my life or what's in it has a lot to do with my emotional energy and physical energy and whatever it is that I'm experiencing. And I realize there's a lot of practices that, you know, that people can use to try to optimize their energy, to get energy moving when it's not moving. And this is way beyond what I could talk about this morning. But it's nice to know that there are a lot of different practices that are available. And there are people who are professionals who actually work with clients, you know, utilizing different modalities of healing and different types of energy work. And I'm not saying that there's really one way or another is is right for anyone. All I can do is really know what's right for myself. But today, this is really not so much talking about trying to optimize energy or change energy levels, that while that is something that a person, you know, could clearly want to do, I'm really talking more about coping with where we find ourselves emotionally and and being able to work with that and to uh, to not lose hope and to not give up when we go through those periods of time where the the enthusiasm level is just not what it once was and with mindfulness that has really helped me a lot to see that it a lot of the struggles that I've had with this it's it's is I found that it's tough enough to be in a place where I'm, where I really don't have a lot of enthusiasm about my life or what's in it, you know, what it is that I'm up to, what it is that I'm doing. And what I realize is, is that it's, it's so much about my internal reactions to what I'm feeling 
It is so very much about what I'm thinking. It's my self-talk. And that self-talk can either be self-affirming or self-defeating. And be just being able to be aware of which one it is, you know, which way I'm talking to myself can really, really change the game for me. And so getting back to really at a base level, I want to really be paying attention to not only what I'm feeling, and, and really in this case, I don't necessarily want to try to interpret everything that I'm feeling. I don't want to struggle for answers. I just want to let myself feel whatever I'm feeling. And I have gone through a period here recently, and it's, you know, this is one of hundreds of these, what I call these oscillations that happen. There are just times in my life when I'm incredibly enthusiastic. When I'm on, I'm really, really on. It's almost like in a way when, and especially when I am, you know, doing something new, I'm involved in some new endeavor of some sort. I'm involved in some new initiative. There is something that interests me that I want to give a lot of energy to that I can get very, very, you know, my enthusiasm level is very high. My level of creativity that I bring to those things. And there again, it's not, the idea here is, is not to talk about this or not that it really matters for the sake of what I'm sharing this morning, but it's more along the lines of just being able to know ourselves that, and I really, I realize that that is one of the most important things that I can do is to just, is in as much as I can, I, I can, I'm never going to have all the answers for why I am the way I am. And at some point I just realized and decided that it wasn't worth struggling to get answers to questions that I really may never get those answers to. And instead, what, you know, what limited energy I have as a human being, I really want to spend it. So this is to spend it paying attention to what my mind is doing, to paying it, you know, paying attention to what I'm telling myself about, you know, what I, how I'm feeling, whatever I'm thinking about what I'm feeling is really where I want to invest my time and energy and realizing that there may be times where, you know, and I, and I realize that's not going to change the game for me. It's not necessarily going to make me feel better always, but there is nothing, there really is nothing I can do that's always going to make me feel better. Sometimes I'm just going to have to sit with whatever it is that I'm feeling. And there again, I'm just speaking for my, for myself. Uh, I have met people who can, you know, change their internal game, so to speak, and be able to feel better and to have more energy, and I have a lot of respect for that. I've certainly experienced some things like that, but what I find is if I find something that makes me feel better, then it's really just another method to try to rise above where I'm feeling. In other words, I just, you know, I'm in a low place. I just want to get high again, so to speak, and, and transcend whatever it is that I'm struggling with. And the more that I use that method, it really just becomes a trap because at some point I'm so hooked on the method. I'm so hooked on the way of trying to make myself feel better about everything that I'm not really taking care of being aware of what I am what I'm telling myself about how I'm feeling. I'm not in, I'm not empowering myself to deal with whatever it is, wherever I find myself and whatever it feels like. And then I can become addicted to that method of trying to lift myself out of that only to find at some point that, you know, after I use something like this for a while, and when I'm talking about methods, this could be all kinds of different things. I'm not speaking of substances, uh, but what I'm really talking here is about uh, different, you know, different things that we can do just to change our internal weather, 
so to speak. And sometimes those things do work, but I never know really what's going to work. And I realize I can paralyze myself with trying to figure out what's going to work. Or if I try this and this doesn't work, then I'm going to try that and then something else. And then I'm going to be spending all of my time fully invested in this uh, identity of being this person who's busy trying to find the right thing. And in meanwhile, my life is going on. I still have responsibilities. I still have things I want to take care of. I want to be here in life and be present for it. But if I'm so busy off somewhere else in my head trying to find a fix for this, this is really what I find is at some point it leads to me having less awareness about what I'm thinking, about how I'm feeling. And it really takes me further away from where everything is really happening. I realize I may not want to be here. I may not want to be feeling what I'm feeling, but it's come to a point where after years of trying to find a way out of that and to change my game internally, that it never really worked sustainably speaking. It never really carried me out of where, where it was I didn't want to be anymore. And so at some point I have changed the way I approach this to... You know, I don't want to glamorize this. I mean, there are times when we do feel really, really emotionally low, when we feel like we don't have a lot of, of enthusiasm for life, and we feel very indifferent to our lives and the, the people in them, the things that we're doing and our responsibilities that we have, and these things can begin to feel like a burden, and they can begin, you know, this load can tend to get very, very heavy. And so I don't want to minimize that, but what I found is that the only way out of that is really through it. And that I really want to be able to just, you know, continue to engage in practices that are going to empower me to just be here, even if it doesn't feel good. And mindfulness practice is clearly one of those practices. The beautiful part about mindfulness practice is that I can still, while I spent a lot of time and a lot of energy over the years looking for fixes, looking for something that was going to help me feel better... What I have come to the conclusion of is the best stance that I can take, the healthiest stance that I can take in my life, is, at least for me, is to stop the incessant search for things that are going to make me feel better. But at the same time, though, and, and while, I'm, while I have quit searching for that, while I have quit trying to figure out what's the best way to lift myself out of feeling a lack of enthusiasm for my life or feeling indifferent to my life and what's going on in it. What I really want to be able to do is focus on, most importantly, on being aware of, of my thoughts, being aware of how I'm reacting internally to how I'm feeling. And what's, what is really nice about this is, is that I can still be open to things that quote-unquote find me. I'm no longer searching or seeking anything that's going to lift me out of these emotional lows. And there's nothing admirable admirable about it. There's nothing extraordinary about it. It doesn't mean that I uh, somehow have this extraordinary ability. It really isn't. It's this is extraordinary. If it's extraordinary in any way, it is what my teacher or one of my teachers referred to one time as something that is extraordinarily ordinary. There is nothing miraculous about this. There is nothing nothing superhuman about it. It is something that we can all cultivate for for ourselves if we choose to, and that is the willingness to be here, to be present, to be here where life is actually happening. 
And if I do that, I have to be willing to attend to how I'm reacting to where I'm finding myself in life. And the way that my the way that I react to this is I have emotional reactions. I become defensive. I become resistant. I become overzealous about something. I become overly excited or exuberant. I, I begin to believe that I found it somehow. You know what I've been seeking all along, what I've been looking for, I find it, and then I get myself into what 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 once I read, if I understand correctly, what the ancient Chinese referred to as excess joy. I may be misunderstanding that concept, but I have interpreted that to mean that sometimes when we're looking for something to get us out of these lows that we're feeling emotionally, that if, you know, it's very easy to distract ourselves and there's nothing wrong with this. I, I, I have done it before and I'm certain that I will do it again. I'm human. I don't want to beat myself up emotionally for this or judge myself. Sometimes we just want to escape what it is that we're dealing with when it doesn't feel good and it's perfectly human and normal to do that what I don't want to do is begin to develop that as a lifestyle where I am always the only way out is finding that escape I want to be able to go through because I know at some point I want to go through this because I know that I cannot escape this until I'm willing to feel whatever it is I am supposed to feel and go through whatever period of my life happens to you know happens to be occurring at any given time the more that i am thrashing around trying to change it i realize sometimes that's a temporary fix and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you know if that's what i need in a given moment then that's what i need but i don't want to believe that that's going to fix everything for me and I realize, again, these are, all, these are all things that I, you know, the way that I look at it, and I'm not saying that this is the way anyone else should look at it. I'm not advocating, you know, anything in that regard, just really sharing my own journey and my own experiences and the hopes that maybe some of this, maybe not all of it, some of it will actually be helpful. And really what it gets down to is that I want to be able to dance more, um, I want to be able to dance more and be able to be just be open to and dance with these feelings as they come through me. Not literally, although it could be. I have met people before that have found that, you know, the practice of dance helps them, you know, work through blockages in energy and when they're struggling with things. So I, I, that could be metaphoric, metaphorical, that could be literal. But at the same time, though, I want to be able to be more open to the fact that sometimes, at least for me, I can't speak for everyone else, that life, this is what life does sometimes. This is what life feels like sometimes. Sometimes I'm not going to be incredibly enthusiastic. Sometimes the, the things that once were new are no longer. At some point, I'm finding myself feeling like I'm just really going nowhere. And it, it's so much easier to move through these periods of my life. And these periods could be, you know, a moment or two. They could be an hour. They could be a half of a day or a day or a week or a month or a year. I've gone through periods like this for months struggling for some sort of fix to bring me out of it. And only to find that it was only when I settled down, so to speak, and got back and returned back to the practice of just simply breathing in and breathing out, you know, using a practice to calm my mind. There are numerous ones that can be, that can be utilized and just watching my thoughts 
And what I found was over time that the person, whatever, you know, I used to always think that it had to be someone else or something else that put me in that place. It had to be, you know, life was doing this to me. The more I have have worked through this in terms of using my mindfulness practice to just pay attention to me and what I'm doing through this, and I don't want to say that. I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not uh, leading anyone to think that this isn't about paying attention to me. In that I'm the most important thing in this life. It's just that in this case, it's just paying attention to my thoughts and my reactions. The more that I pay attention to my thoughts and what it is, how I'm reacting to other people, what I find is I can actually be with them more. I can actually be more present with people when I am. The more that I pay attention to my habits of mind, the nice part about it is it doesn't, you know, it doesn't cause me to tunnel deeper into myself and become completely self-obsessive or self-focused. I found the opposite to be true, that the more I can get to know myself and the habits of my mind, the way that I react to things, the beliefs that I start to develop about things, when I start to create some sort of an identity in response to something that someone is doing to me or saying to me or what life is doing to me, the more that I can can practice not believing everything that I'm telling myself about, uh, you know, these responses that I'm having, the all the self-talk that I'm having about who, you know, trying to figure out who this person is across from me that's talking to me, that I'm interacting with, if I can stop paying attention to everything that I'm telling myself about who I think this person is and just be with them, the more that I find that I can actually, I can have, I can be more open, I can be more vulnerable, I can be more, uh, you know, willing to be with people however they are and not need them to be any specific way. Because I'm no longer, even though I'm paying attention to my thoughts and to my habits of mind in response to that, I'm not identifying with it, I'm not clinging to what it is that I'm thinking about how I'm feeling about interacting with someone. I'm just aware of the fact that I'm doing it, but I don't have to be to be completely wrapped up in it. I don't have to believe it, and I don't have to identify with it. I can't stop it. I've tried everything that I and I have taught people and worked with people for for decades that have tried to stop these things. And I, I at some point, I, I really can't say whether there is a way or isn't a way. I just stopped looking for a way. I realized that every moment I spend looking for a way to try to stop doing this, I, it, that's another moment that I'm not here, you know, living life on its terms and not on my terms. Because ultimately it's going to do, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Life is going to do what it's going to do. Clearly we have the responsibility to try to do our best in any given situation. And what I found is that mindfulness practice really allows me to do that because I've got a, I have a greater likelihood of responding in a more healthy way. I have much greater, uh, there's much greater, higher percentage chance that I'm going to respond in a more appropriate way if I'm not believing everything I'm thinking about how I'm feeling and I'm not wrapped up in a, a, a self-defeating loop of overthinking and overanalyzing these things and identifying with this, you know, with with who I believe that I really am in this scenario and what's happening to me, I don't have to believe any of that anymore. And it really, it makes it much easier to walk around a little more lightly and inhabit whatever roles in life that I am inhabiting, 
more lightly as well. I don't have to get so wrapped up in who I am and what I'm doing because of the fact that I'm just living life on its terms and letting it do whatever it's going to do. There's so little of this that I can control. I acknowledge there are things that I can control, but I think those things pale in comparison to the things in this life that we cannot control. And I don't want to spend a lot of time worrying about those things because if I can't control them, there's really no there's there's no win in it for me to try to think about it or worry about it and imagine what it's going to feel like when it goes in a certain direction that I don't want it to go any longer. And so getting back to all this and kind of bringing this to as the path is narrowing here, it's okay. I'm finding for for myself. I can't say this for anyone else, but I'm finding that it's it is okay for me to find myself, you know, lacking enthusiasm for life. It's just how I feel right now. It's very doubtful that I will feel that way the rest of my life. I can't say one way or the other, but I know if I'm busy worrying about how long this is going to last and trying to obsessively trying, you know, running around, flailing about, trying to find something that's going to change the game for me. And there again, I want to be open to new things. I want to be open to my creativity flowing. But I know that I have a much better chance of having a creative response and figuring out what is next for me. If there is something next, if I am really able to be here and be aware of my thoughts and to be aware of my self-talk. And usually what I find is, is that if I get out of my own way, and you know, getting in my own way really is, is, is all about overthinking this and developing this identity as this person whose life is no longer what it once was, and I no longer have excitement or enthusiasm for it, and just continuing to perpetuate that identity and my belief that that's who I am. If I can just let go of all that, I have a much greater likelihood of being able to be ready for what's next. And I do want to acknowledge there are times when I do this where it, it's quiet for a while. There, you know, Whatever is next does not come up right away always. Sometimes it is a pretty long, dark night of the soul, as they call it, waiting for whatever's next. But it's okay for me to wait. I just don't want to identify as the person waiting. I don't want to be completely wrapped up in my life being defined by all of this waiting that I'm doing. I can wait without waiting. I've heard I've heard that term before. I had a teacher many years ago that spoke from a Zen standpoint of, you know, you hurry without hurrying. You wait without waiting. And I, and I really believe, for me, that has helped because I can do these things. I can wait. I just don't have to torture myself while I'm doing it. I don't have to be focused on how empty everything feels or how dark it feels or whatever it is. If it feels that way, it feels that way. And I know that I can cope because of the fact that I'm, you know, there again, it has nothing to do with me. This is very impersonal. It's just that who I am, whatever I am, is being willing to pay attention to whatever I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. And wherever I find myself is where I find myself. And the more that I can breathe in and out and just be here and trust that when it's time for things to change, they will change. If there's things that I need to be doing, I don't want to, I don't want to say that this is, that I'm just sitting still waiting for that to happen. I I do still want to live life and I don't have to really necessarily paralyze myself with trying to figure out what I need to be doing while I'm waiting. If I'm just open, what I find is usually that I, you know, I, when it's time to move, I move. And it's much easier to do that if I'm not somewhere else, you know, overthinking 
or overanalyzing or identifying with being someone who is a victim who somehow life, the bottom has just fallen out of it. And I, I, I definitely do live in a lot less fear of this. I used to, especially when things were going really well and I was really in you know, periods where I was full of energy, really excited and really enthused about what was going on. There was always that kind of that fear in the back of my mind, that, that sort of hesitation, that little bit of twinge that you feel when you're thinking, well, it's great now, but what, you know, what happens when the other shoe drops, so to speak? And while that does seem like it can be a very, uh, just a thought or an abstract concept, what I also found was is that I, I, if I wasn't paying attention, I was investing a lot of time and energy visualizing and feeling what it was going to feel like when the bottom did drop out emotionally. When, when these things that I was, these new things that I was so excited about uh, had run their course. And at some point I, I finally was open to the fact that most everything, if not everything, I don't ever want to be so absolute to say everything, that in my experience, these things do run their course. And I have found that in my life, no matter how hard I've tried to make it otherwise, no matter how hard I have tried to kind of perpetuate the good times and keep things to keep things moving forward, sometimes they just don't. And sometimes I can't control why that's happening. And I just really, if I want to have you know, if I'm going to have faith, if I'm really going to trust, then the best thing I can do, at least for me personally, is to, if I'm going to be waiting, I clearly want to do my work. I clearly want to keep up my responsibilities and do what it is for people that I need to be doing. I do want to, uh, to be part of the community. I do want to be a human being that, you know, that is loving and caring and that is willing to get up every day and do my best. It's just that sometimes I, I, I can do these things without knowing where it's going to lead to. I don't need to know anymore. You know, I'm not doing it because I think that's what's going to bring me out of this. It may, it may not. I really don't know. But at some point I gave up trying to figure out what exactly it is that gets me out of this. And just the fact that I'm willing to wait without waiting. I'm willing to be aware and practice mindfulness to still my mind, to, to listen to my self-talk to watch these thoughts come and go because they all do and not cling to them and not identify with them and know that life will change. As my mother used to say years ago when I was a child, the sun will come out again, Jeffrey. It always will. And she's right. I I have found so far that the sun generally does come out. It may not come out as soon as I want it to. I may have to wait a while. So while I'm waiting, I might as well be empowering myself to cope in the best way possible by continuing my mindfulness practice and not take everything so seriously in terms of my internal reactions to things and not spend all of my time visualizing how bad it's going to get and how long it's going to stay that way. And I also don't want to try to imagine future scenarios that I wish for or hope for because all those are or that's just my imagination. That's not really what's going on. And at some point, that runs its course. That becomes just another method and eventually the, the benefit from that runs out, and then I'm back here again, whether I want to be or not. I'd much rather be here and want to be here, no matter how painful it sometimes is, because I found that the more I've tried to escape and get somewhere else, I always te- seem to end up back here where it is, wherever my life is supposed to be, whatever is happening. So I found that you know fighting that less and just accepting it and embracing it and trusting that eventually the sun will come out, things will change, and I will be enthused again. I will be excited again. 
and it does happen and it has happened so many times. I just want to trust that process. 